This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutia Man Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, Aston Martin starts production of some real Goldfinger DB5s, plus another one of our famous lists. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. All right, Dave, this week's guest is a, a comedy veteran. And when I say veteran, I mean, he's been doing it a long time. How many years, Larry? Uh, 43 years. Oh, 43 wow. years. If you've been to a comedy club in America, you've either seen him perform or you've seen his picture on the wall. Please welcome to the show, Larry Reeb. How are you, Larry? Hello, boys. How are you? Good. Oh, good. Listen, to, listen to the friendliness in that voice. <laughs> they, you know, they call you Uncle Lair, right? And and you're a right. guy from Chicago. And, right. you know, growing up here, there was another famous Uncle Lair, uh, Larry Lujak. Did you ever listen to him when you were growing up? Uh, yes. But the reason I probably got the name is I worked at Old Chicago. Are you guys from Chicago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Old Chicago in Bolingbrook. Do you remember that? Yeah, sure. the, uh, the amusement yeah. park. The right? indoor, yeah. indoor amusement park. <laughs> right. The first one before Mall of America. Right. So I, I grew up in Dwight, Illinois, a little town in central Illinois, about 90 miles south of Chicago. I started doing comedy in 77, and I, my brother lived in Joliet, so I, got a jo- I slept on his couch and would drive up to do the showcase clubs in Chicago, and I got a job at Old Chicago at, in, the, in the games. And so... I was like 19, and everybody else was like in high school who worked there 15, 16, and I became manager uh, real quick. <laughs> so, because right, exactly. I was old and you know, older, and I didn't have to go to school. So, they started calling me. I was Larry. They started calling me Uncle Larry. Yeah, because you were 19. Because you were the old guy. <laughs> yeah. I was the old guy. <laughs> yeah. So, and they probably, and it's probably from Larry Lujak because yeah. it was. So they called me Uncle Lair. So then when I got uh, one night, I was doing the clubs. And I know some of those people you would come see me. And, and then people at clubs start coming Uncle Lair. So then I was on stage and I would give some, you know, I give tips, some stupid advice, you know. And I just said, uh, that's a tip from your Uncle Lair. Oh, and- and, and, and the rest like, is history. Like and the rest is card. history. Yeah. Now I'm on your show. Yeah, yeah, which is a, the highlight of your career. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, let me go back. You just said the games. Was it the carnival carnival games you're talking about, or what kind of games are you? Yeah, talking? they had games like carnival games. Yeah, like you know, ring milk, toss. Uh, yeah, you knock ducks down. Yeah. So, so basically, you made your bones by screwing people out yeah. of their money. Is that what we're? <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, they were legitimate. Uh huh. And, and there was older guys who worked there that were 
supervisor. And they, I would ask them and they told me about all that stuff, how it worked. Like in the real carnival, when you do the ring toss, they have two different sets of rings. Oh, they so oh so they do. They're hard anyway to do, but they would have bigger ones. Like when you see the guy standing outside and he throws it, uh huh. He had a bigger ring, and then when you pay your money and do it, you get the small rings. Uh huh. And there's the, and there's a tip from your uncle Larry. I'm gonna give you guys all kinds of tips. <laughs> yeah. Where were you 20 years ago when my kids went to Disney World all the time? Right. Yeah, I don't know if they were. And another one, you know. Have you ever seen the baskets where they throw the softball in it? Yeah, yeah, right. And it always bounces out, right, when right. you do it? Well, what they do, the trick is you keep a ball in the basket. And then when you do, you, you step out and say, this is easy. And you throw the ball and you hit the other ball and it deadens it and stays in. That's how they do it. And then when you do it, I get your money and you do it. I take the balls out. There's no ball. And that nothing to deaden it, and it comes blasting out. Those bastards! <laughs> God, and the only one I ever one won time, was the, the fishbowl one. When oh, I was working in the game before I was supervisor, they uh, I was doing the milk bottles, and the milk bottles, the bottom two have lead in it. <laughs> oh my God! This is... And the first, the top one doesn't have any lead. <laughs> you can knock them over, but you got to hit them exactly like at the bottom in the right in the middle. So one day I'm doing this, and there's a guy going, "It's rigged. He's got a. It's electronic magnet. He's got a pedal." And I'm like, "You fucking idiot!" <laughs> I, I picked up the bottles in the stand and I threw it at him. I go, "There's no, there's no wires." And and they made me supervisor shortly. <laughs> so you were dealing with hecklers at the Carney games at the time, <laughs> and I went. I think back one time I was at the machine gun game where you shoot BBs. <laughs> yeah. Machine gun BBs at the target, you, and you got to cut. Right, the star. The, like, like the, the red star. star. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, leave sure. it. So there's this kid in the other booth across the way was screwing with me. I, he might have been at the dart game or something, throwing darts at me or something. Those, I hate those fucking dark guys. <laughs> so I. I got a screwdriver because they were chained, those machine guns, so they would only shoot inside the game. You know, I unscrewed it and took it out and blasted them. <laughs> and, and then they made me the supervisor. Right, then, right. then you were district manager after that. But, See, then they knew not to screw with me. Everybody knew, don't mess with that guy. Yeah, Uncle Larry's crazy. crazy. It's like the first yeah. day in the jail yard. Someone messes with you. <laughs> Just you and I, I think back, I'm like, I could have blinded that. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? You, uh, you, you sir. I you could have been in jail for the rest of my, you know, for 10 years or so. <laughs> You, sir, have lived a very glamorous life. Yeah. I got to yeah, tell but, you. So that was it. And that's where the Uncle Air came from. And, you know. Uh, huh? we, have, we have had quite a few comedians on the air during the pandemic. And you people uh, seem to be having trouble during the pandemic. You guys are just bouncing off the walls, right? Trying to, try to you know, to hone your craft, which you can't do. Did you... First of all, are you married? Do you have a significant other that a, a Mrs. an Aunt Lair? Well, in? I'm not. My wife passed a couple years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. So, 
But the good thing is, all you ladies, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but I'm. But I, I'm not looking for a cougar. I'm looking for a wounded elephant. <laughs> Something easy to catch. Yeah. At right. my age, I don't need to be running around. I keep peanuts in my pocket and leave a little trail. Well, but now I have, I actually have a girlfriend living with me now. But when it first started, the few, first three, four months, I was home alone. And it was, it was, it was just me and my cat. And it was pretty brutal. Yeah. I would just like eat, sleep, go in the yard eat, sleep, go in the yard. It was like being in prison without the sex. <laughs> and there's a tip from Yucklin. Did you like go to the, did you go to like Jewel and do like five minutes at the deli counter for somebody? Cause you were just, just hankering for some stage time. No, I never, although you know, what's weird at the store. It, well, when I first went to the store, you know, they took all the toilet paper was gone. Yeah. yeah right. And the bread was all gone. And I'm like, I was going to use bread as toilet paper. It, oh. It's soft and absorbent. <laughs> Just don't toast it first. Tip from your clear. But the uh, English muffins were good, too, because of all the nooks and crannies. Oh. So it sounds to me like you have some, some pandemic tips to share. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be doing that this weekend. Okay. Yeah, you... I'll be doing pandemic tips and get a quarantine and... And uh, did you lose money in the stock market? Uh, no, I did not. I don't. I don't. Uh... Yeah, I mean, there was. I think we've made most of it back, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't look at. Are it. Are you a stock market guy, Larry? You don't strike me as a stock market guy. Well, you know what? Guy. I made a lot of money because I took stock in coffins and funeral homes. <laughs> <laughs> Another tip from your uncle Larry. Ventilators, and it's a right? World, and I'm a happy guy. Yeah, I just, I just put ten grand into eight track tapes. How's that going to work out for me, Uncle? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's good to see the comedy clubs are opening again. Uh, you know. Uh, but it's kind of uh, tense, isn't it? I mean, don't they have uh, protocols and stuff like that? Uh, socially, socially distancing. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they only let it? in. They only let in fifty people, and it's all spread out. And and they take your temp. Zanies, they take your temperature before you come in. Oh wow! wow. And oh, thank you. God, this is the new technology in the old days we'd be dropping our drawers yeah, before right. we came into the club it would have been more fun though to watch yeah right <laughs> <laughs> oh let's get behind those girls <laughs> yeah, oh there's some good looking girls right. let's get behind them yeah you got it. it's Eat it's more uh it, 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 it's more uh uh what's the word i'm looking for you you'd, you'd more strategic who you who are you standing behind in line right you have yeah yes. you 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 case out the line. And, oh, hey, I'm not by. standing behind her. I'm not standing that big fat guy. You know, we, uh, like I said, we've had a lot of comedians on the air with us. And and I've always wondered, you know, you were, you've been on the road, well, basically for four decades. Uh, you know, well, so, I've been doing comedy six, uh, six decades. 77 I started. So wow. as far as, I mean, you've, <laughs> you've probably been in every town every crappy hotel very you've eaten at every buffet i mean i've always wondered we always ask this question to all of our comedians what do you do during the day uh, or the days off in between shows when you're in like lavaca arkansas or something <laughs> well i don't know i just do whatever I, you know i uh sleep and eat and you know what i do i i learn to play guitar oh 
That's the best thing I ever did. I always told comedians, you got a lot of free time. You can learn an instrument. You could, you could learn a different language. You could, I never did that, but you could, there's a lot of stuff you could do, you know? So read, I like to read. I always like to read, but I always carry a little travel guitar wherever I go. And I do that. Like like tiny Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had the ukulele. Yeah. That's his little guitar. (laughs) 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 Not but now they make it. travel guitars, like little, like I got a little uh, Martin backpacker and I got a little electric, the traveler that you get a little amp. Yeah, it's cool. So I do that. And then you can go, I used to go to a lot of minor league baseball games oh. and go museums. I used to go to a lot of like crazy stuff like that. You the know, Mutter, Mutter Museum in Philadelphia is uh the Museum of Medical Oddities, <laughs> where they'll have like a six foot colon and, uh, you know, <laughs> that sounds skulls. like a fun one. Well, oh, it's great. Every time I'd go, I'd take the other comedians and I'd take people who worked the club. We'd go, it, it was it was great. All the stuff people have swallowed and stuff. <laughs> it's all this weird. Yeah, if you're ever there, go Mutter Museum. It's pretty crazy. We were so in we were in Memphis it. once with a buddy of ours, and he really wanted to go to the Cotton Museum. Yeah, and we and, didn't. Uh, yeah, and and we, but there's oh, a, there's little things like that in every town, isn't there? The, yeah, the largest ball of twine in Dayton or whatever. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I I was in me and another comic were in Andrew Jackson's in uh, outside of Nashville and uh, his home, and we went through there. And they go, this is all original. And they had uh, fire, uh, what do you call it, you know. Fireplace. The, the spigots up, you know. can't think of a word. <laughs> Torches. Chipney? Yeah. Uh, this is like the $20,000 yeah. pyramid. <laughs> yeah, what the hell are they, you know. Uh, it's smoke, it's got fire. fire. They had uh, things in the. Lamps. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Light bulbs. What are you <laughs> The extinguishing system. What do they call that? Fire extinguishers? No. Uh, yeah, but the little ones in the ceiling. Sprinkler system? Sprinkler. <laughs> there we go. $20,000. And they're like, this is a rag Really? Were those sprinklers here in the 1800s? You know, I think it would have been better if I could have taken it. I could. But they still had the slave together. quarters and all that stuff. I mean, it's kind of weird. And I was at Elvis. Did you ever go to Graceland? Oh, yeah. 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 We love Graceland. In fact, that same trip, when we didn't go to the Cotton Museum, we went to 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 Graceland. Graceland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he's buried in the backyard like your Mm -hmm. dead gerbil. (laughs) (laughs) And he had the... He had a badge from the drug. Did you go in his trophy room? He had a badge from the drug enforcement agent. Right, Right. from Nixon. Didn't Nixon? And I was like... What is he, a taste tester? (laughs) And me and the other, they were getting pissed. I thought they were going to throw us out. And the other guy was a car guy. And at the time, this is the early 80s, he had his pink Cadillac. They still had it outside, like under a carport. So it still was getting, you know, the weather would affect it. And this guy's what's just started yelling at the host. He's like, what are you, stupid? This is all going to rust. He's screaming Put it inside. What is wrong? And now I guess it isn't. But yeah, they kept it outside where it could rust. It's, I don't, okay. And they wouldn't let us go upstairs. We kept going. Can we go upstairs and see the toilet? They wouldn't let us. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where he died. died. Yeah. yeah, the throne where the king we died. We used to like to mess with the minimum wage hosts. You know, yeah, exactly. tour guides. 
So, <laughs> so basically, you're a carnival worker, uh, and you're trying to screw around at Graceland. You're not a very nice guy, Lair. <laughs> you know, uh, you, I am a nice guy, uh, really. You you have a kind of a Rodney Dangerfield vibe to you. You know, is is he one of your comedy heroes? Well, I'm glad you put, brought that up. I one of my big things I did. Rodney used to do uh, HBO specials. Yeah, yeah. We saw, it's on YouTube. In fact, uh, we watched it. Right me, yeah, I was on the third one. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. It is, so, yeah, is he... I was on with Tim Allen and uh, Jeff Foxworthy. So, yeah, he was always... I used to watch him with my dad on Ed Sullivan and stuff when I was a little kid. So I, when I got to do that, he called me. I, I had a friend who got it first, John Foxy. And he said, uh, Rodney was looking for other guys. He said, send Rodney a tape. So I sent him a tape and, uh, he watched it and put me on his show. Wow. So did he, he then called you. What was that conversation like? Were oh, you just... I thought it was somebody screwing with me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause <laughs> you know, you. that voice. Yeah. I, 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 Hey, I dig you daddy. And he talked like an old beat. Dick. I dig you daddy. I dig your shit, man. <laughs> I'm going to put you on a show, man. You're, you're funny, man. I dig you. I dig your daddy, you know. He's like a like, jazz music. Who the hell is this? Is this yeah, Melvin? He... Melvin, shut up. Who is this? Yeah, and that's how he talked. And he, he was like an old jazz. And he smoked pot all since the, time. the 50s yeah. and all. In fact, we were at the Tropicana, and we're in, at the bar in Vegas, and me and John Fox and him, he lights a joint at the bar, Rodney. Wow. Yeah, and what... we're like, Rodney, what are you doing? He goes, hey. I'm a big draw. When you're a draw, you can screw the boss's daughter and he'll ask you how it was. <laughs> I think I've heard a president say something similar <laughs> yeah, to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he was. And he told me, he goes, you got your own style. It might be good or bad. You might be out of style. <laughs> he told me so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So is he on your comedy Mount Rushmore? Who are who are like the, Oh yeah, him, who are the greats? Him. Oh Carlin. Carlin, uh, yeah. yeah. Him and Carlin. And uh oh Pryor, Pryor and uh and I liked Lenny Bruce. I used to listen to all the Lenny Bruce stuff, which it doesn't hold up that well now if people listen to it, but Right. What I about, was big I was big into him. What about Because he's like does he's the godfather of modern comedy really because right. he was the first one doing social issues doing doing all these bits like that racial stuff and he was one of the first guys that really do that so have you seen the marvelous mrs Maisel? no uh, do you know what it is it sounds like no. it, it's what a, is it? it's a uh, it's a porno movie <laughs> 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 no, it's a um, is it Netflix? Is it it's on uh, Amazon Netflix? Amazon Prime? It's a series, and it oh. and it's about in the in that time period with Lenny 50s. Bruce. Lenny Bruce is a character in the in it's the a, show. Yeah, it's about stand up comedy. I think you oh, I think okay. you'd really like it from from that era, from the mm-hmm. beatnik era. In fact, uh, yeah, Lenny Bruce kind of was a beatnik sort of guy too. Like uh, right, he spoke like that, like Rodney. Right, yeah. I, we as a, as a comedian, you you'll love it. I guarantee it. You should check it out. And don't forget to watch the 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 show on carnivals. There's a carnival yeah. workout. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you can probably tell them stuff about that. Show. So, uh, another thing that we love asking comedians because it's kind of our guilty pleasure is 
low points on stage. Do you have anything that you or a, a particular experience that you remember where, all right, that just did not go well. Like we've had Dobie Maxwell on and he told the story of when he was in Alabama, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a classic story. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any like that? Yeah. Well, can I I can cuss on this? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Right, right. We're not airing this. This is just for us. <laughs> oh, it's just for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have one that people still to this day ask me if it's true. I was I was in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, I'm on stage and I'm doing something about plane crashes or something. And some guy goes, ah, he's like, ah. I go, what's the matter? He goes, my mom died in the Sioux City plane crash. So he killed the crowd. So I just said, let's dig her up and fuck her. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, you're going to say I'm not a nice guy. (laughs) On stage, I probably ain't a nice guy, but on stage, I'm a nice guy. Oh, my God. Uh, How'd that go over? Well... I, they they uh, there were people who left, and then there was a rumor that I like left the stage, but I actually did longer. I had to do longer to get them back. Wow! So I stayed through it. <laughs> wow! And the the amazing thing is, it was the funny bone in Omaha, and the lady who was managing, she still booked me back after that. <laughs> well, there you go. She and still did. It yeah, for many. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is funny. <laughs> uh, you yeah, know. well, it's one of those. I mean, he. I was just doing a generic. I can't even remember. It was some about plane crashes. They tell you where they show you the exits. And I go, if the plane crashes, there's going to be a lot of exits. It's your legs you won't be able to find. You know, something like that. And it was just a generic. And he's like, oh, my mom died in the Sioux City. You know, so he killed the crowd. So I just... Well, so he had it coming. Yeah, exactly. That was be, cool. I've mellowed. I used to re- be really crazy, brutal. If anybody, I was really nutty with it. Like one time, I was in uh, West Orange, New Jersey. Rascals it was a famous club. It was there for thirty some years, and uh, and it's real. A lot of Italian guys and real, you know, mob type of guys uh-huh. and all that, you know, wannabes with. So there's this one guy. He's he's like heckling and screaming at every at the opening at the MC to admit. And uh, I got up there and he's screaming at me. And I always wear a uh, sport coat. And I had my hand. I would put my hand in my pocket. And he's like, "What's in your pocket?" I go, it's your mom, and I'm finger fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the first time I was at that club. And the door guys and the man, they, because they hated hecklers, and they loved me. From that day on, they had me out a couple times here. They always, they, and every time I walked in, they'd go, what's in your pocket? <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. I didn't take shit from people. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Before we continue any further with Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, let's take a quick break. 
We'll be right back. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, do you know your money? I know where my money is, but the question is, do you know who is on your money? We're going to talk money and other assorted interesting facts. We'll tell you all about that on the next Back to You. Mm-hmm. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. You know, I was uh, telling my kids the other day that uh, I never thought the 90s had a look. But if you look at pictures of ourselves, oh boy, the 90s really does have a look, doesn't it? If I would have known what was going to happen to my hair, <laughs> I wouldn't have gone through the mullet years. Is that your final haircut was the mullet? Yeah, well, the comb over, is that a haircut? That counts. Yeah, all right. Well, then no. But okay, that's good. It was the last official one. Did you ever have the the mullet in the back and the bald on top at the same time? No, no. You mean the Joe Dirt? Yeah, no, that, never, that I never went been, Joe Dirt. That would have been a great look. Listen to <laughs> Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, Amazon, or wherever you find podcast. Just search for Radio Misfits. We are back with more Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Hey, uh, Larry, you know, we really appreciate you coming on the show and spending some time with oh, that's us. That's awesome. This is, this is fun. I I, I got a lot more than I expected out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to yeah. go to my wife and tell her some of these jokes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, well, you might not want to do that. <laughs> so, so plug away. Tell us where people can find your stuff, your websites, videos, etc. Well, well, I'm on. Well, there's stuff on YouTube, I guess. I don't really put it there, but people put it on there for me. And I got a website, UncleLarryReeb.com. I'm on Facebook, and uh, I'll be at Zany's and Rosemont. Uh, this Friday and Saturday. Okay, so this is uh, this is your chance to go out and, and get heckled by Uncle Lair. Yeah, don't so. go too no, close just, to me. No, only if you start. Don't start with me. Yeah. That's the deal. No plane crashes. <laughs> just do not yeah, mention a plane starting crash. Being a, you know, like that guy. When I did that, it's your mom. The crowd went crazy because the guy was being an ass. All right, night. exactly. And sure. that's the thing. If if and the comedian and the, the crowd is usually with the comedian, right? As yeah, because it's actor. uncomfortable for yeah. the crowd if there's a guy yelling and you know it makes everybody so. If you can really slam them, they love that. <laughs> So, boys and girls, when you go to a comedy show, don't heckle the comedian. Let him do his thing. Not me. Some of them you can, but me. See, I don't mind it. Some of them hate it. It doesn't bother me. I'll just say whatever's going on. It doesn't matter to me. I just, I had, I mean, I got a lot. I had a girl one time that got into it, and she's like, I'll bet I make more money than you. I go, yeah, but I don't got a white jism off my chin. So, you know, it's like, don't start with me. Uh, uh, can you come to my family Thanksgiving? Come, yeah. I mean, I'm inviting you to Thanksgiving this year, if that's all right. Well, that's my whole thing. You know, Uncle there, I'm like the black sheep family. That's the whole thing. I'm the black sheep. It's the one. The mother don't want to see coming Thanksgiving, but the kids like it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks, well, thanks for being on the show, Larry. It's Larry Reeb, R-E-E-B. Uh, go out and see him. He's He does a great show. Thanks. <laughs> Talk thanks, to you later. Thanks, All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla, Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. 
And we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Sam. I'm Kimmy. And it's Tommy. And on this week's episode of And Friends, we actually have something to shove in our mouth. Can I open the box? The box is really cool. It's like a little coffin. We can open the boxes, all right? I'm opening. I don't I don't even want to open the box. Why is this wrapped like a Christmas gift? Wait, what the f- is this? Oh, hell. What is this? No. Oh. No, 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 no. Holy. No. I, I have some precautions for this, all right? What do you mean you have precautions? No, 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 What no. did you send me? The Reaper shows no mercy. <laughs> There's a warning on the back. Oh. Right? Oh, my God, the inside. Oh. What is this? Yeah, this is serious. You're trying to kill me. No, no, no. Oh, look, another warning on the bottom. It says, it hurts like hell. Well, we have a week to think about whether we want to eat it. <laughs> I, I need some time. Yeah, I need, I need some time. I'm, I'm scared. I'm all for it if you guys are. Here's the thing. If we do this, this is like the whole show. I think it's a great idea. This is legitimately terrifying. I feel like Ralph from The Simpsons saying, ha, I'm in danger. <laughs> this is going to kill me. All right, tune in next week to possibly see all of us die. Listen to Anne Friends on Spotify, Opie Shows. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. If you missed Los Anno or Los Los Anno and Friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about (laughs) politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple things that worry me about the future. I, mean, I this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have Armenian girls having sex with black guys. You know, like, what? What are they talking about? You know, I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides and I decide who's, who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and it's all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the label news on it and present it like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news, yeah. and I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. You think that Glenn Beck has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Glenn... As a showman. I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. Yeah. I think Rush truly believes what he says. 
Really? I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, oh. I think he really believes it. Mm. And he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it. And he could do it without calls. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. That's what very saying. few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's just like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt. <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys I mean literally there are guys that, yeah. you know, Tom Thompson. It's like really? <laughs> you think we're that stupid? <laughs> that we can't remember your name? Did you have to name yourself twice? <laughs> Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called.